Hello, everyone. Welcome to a solo edition of the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel. Uh, my co-host, Christian Retro, is MIA today, but that's okay. Sometimes I like driving in the driver's seat. <laughs> um, today, we have uh, a dear friend of mine, uh, Nikki Fielding. Uh, she fe- uh, uh, focuses on healing sessions and being able to help um, remove, let's say, negative energy uh, and energy blocks for working professionals and business leaders. I know some of you may think that's maybe hocus pocus, but uh, I-, I urge you to have an open mind here and recognize that we're all on, on our own healing journeys. And I think it'll be an interesting discussion with Nikki today. So I'll take a pause here and we will bring Nikki aboard. Nikki, thank you so much for joining me today on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Dominic. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm super excited to have you on the show today, and uh, you know, this is one of our one of the shows where we, we we won't be talking about cybersecurity per se, but I'm really looking forward to being able to have a conversation with you to better understand uh, for our audience and, and listeners to maybe even just start off with who you are and sort of tell us a little bit about your career journey to date. Yeah, well, you certainly will not be learning anything about cybersecurity from me, but I look forward to learning from you and from people in the audience. (laughs) Um, I am an energy healer. I had spent um, 20 years in the technology and corporate wellness benefits space, Um, but my own journey involved severe life-threatening physical health challenges, a year in a wheelchair, multiple hospitalizations, 65 surgeries and procedures, and while I'm very grateful for our Western medical care, I wouldn't be alive without it. What I found really resulted in true healing for both my physical and mental health was more ancient and alternative healing modalities. So I had become a student of this and really educated myself on it for my own purposes and eventually felt called to really step into getting certified and going through the proper training channels to offer that as a modality to others. And because of my background in working in channel sales and building high-performing divisions, um, I have a huge passion for serving business leaders. I, I It really kind of connects the dots. Healing begins and ends with us, and we are all our own healers. Um, but the role of the healer is to help activate that ability to heal ourselves. And so that's where I serve and really have a passion for serving business leaders who are, who are trying to make changes. I call them the revolutionaries who, who are really out there leading the charge, creating new cultures and new ways of being in the workplace. Um, I find that when they incorporate their own healing and set that example for their people, it creates a real cultural holistic well-being in the organization. Uh, so much what you just said there, Nick, I, I absolutely love, and especially that whole notion of how that healing journey starts and begins with with oneself, and uh, especially from a through an organizational lens or a business lens, that um, you know, making sure that the executives of, of any organization that they themselves, you know, if there are uh, things that need to be healed, that they have embraced that that healing journey. And I thought maybe I'll, I'll, I'll move my next question there in terms of you know. Um, with business executives and executives that that you work with, um, when when they come to you, are, are there are there energy? I'll, I'll just refer to them as energy wounds. I'm not sure if that's the right term or not, but you know, a, a energy wounds where are those things which have uh, been traumatic for them through their life or things through work or through stress? Um, w- w- what type of sort of is the energy process in terms of getting them to a more healed state? It varies widely where they come to me. So I can kind of speak to like who typically works best with me, but I see everything from people who are like, 
I'm curious about this. I've never done it. So I don't even know where, why I'm showing up, but like, let's see what happens to people saying like, I have this particular blockage. This pattern is coming up. It's playing out in my personal relationships and in work. It's a form of self-sabotage. I want to get to the root of that and heal it and move forward. Um, so anywhere in that dynamic, I would say I typically work best. Um, my gifts specialize more in the emotional and spiritual layers of the energetic body. It's you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. So I tend to work best with people who have invested some time in working through their physical habits, their mental health habits, have some routines and some foundation to pull from and are ready to really get to the emotional. When I say energy, it's emotion. So the emotional blockages behind that. And it can, can be from, it, it's usually a form of trauma, but I think trauma as a term is, is gaining traction of being better understood, but still we kind of miss the boat. We think big T, as I call it, like the big T traumas where everybody can say, oh, that was a traumatic experience, but there's micro traumas. There's ancestral trauma that is passed down through our DNA and affects our epigenetics, the expression of our DNA. And so things like anxiety, if your ancestor had a really traumatic experience, but then has passed down, like that anxiety and that being prone to have a reaction to a certain impetus may not even be yours. And so those are the things that I help people get to the root of and really remove the blocked energy is going back through that emotional and spiritual layer connection, identifying where the pattern was rooted and then giving them tools to help remove it. I, I could pull the energy out, but that's not a permanent fix. It has to be you know, filled and that space that's created filled with more empowering beliefs that better serve us. So it has to be somebody who's, who's willing to do the work on themselves to get the best results. Those are kind of things that I go through in connection calls and make sure like if it's just supportive and you've had a bad experience, that's fine. I can offer those, those, um, services. Um, but if you're really looking to like maximize what you get out of it, there's an integration process and there's some work to be done individually to get the maximum experience. I, I find the conceptually, I find it all extremely fascinating, Nick, you know, cause I mean, I, I, I'm a big energy believer as well. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I mean, uh, metaphysically as well, I mean, we are bodies of energy and, um, that whole notion as well around even tying this to leadership as well, in which I would imagine that leaders of organizations that embrace healing themselves or embrace a healing journey that not only are they better leaders, but that their organizations and the people uh, who serve under them uh, uh, will run in a more optimized state as well. And I imagine th these organizations will be healthier and more profitable for that as well. Um, you know, so I mean, my, my next question is sort of focusing around the notion that from a, uh, I guess a healing process perspective, is that sort of a one-time thing or is, is healing sort of continually happening? And if so, how, how does one embrace that? Well, I spent some time consulting with um, corporate culture and it came from my own unique experience inheriting teams and working fully remotely since 2004 and having teams widely dispersed nationally, sometimes, sometimes internationally there was such a disconnect and lack of understanding how they fit into our organization. And then with a lack of psychological safety, feeling like they couldn't really bring their true concerns to leadership because it might not be met with respect or it would be viewed as complaining, that causes such a severe lack of productivity and impact on results that's easily solvable. And I looked at it, how can we flip the lens? Because we can certainly invest in improving culture, but what are the new generations calling for? Like we have to cater to 
to millennials and to Generation Z or your business will become obsolete. And their number one value is a holistic well-being, really valuing and not just saying it, showing that you care about it and taking actions. Like if you have a diversity and equity and inclusion plan, what are you doing out in the world to support that? Does your leadership reflect it? And same with holistic wellness. It's more than about a gym membership. When leaders really embrace this, they're showing that they are creating a culture of well-being. As far as the time, that can vary by the person. I do offer one-off sessions. Um, I have a very high rebook rate, but typically I only recommend like a series of healing sessions if somebody has a very specific intention for it. So if they're moving through a major trauma, I've worked with people who've, um, you know, we're on, we're having trouble leaving the house and being hospitalized for anxiety on anxiety medication, antidepressants, and unable to work or function or serve as a mother. So it was affecting every aspect of their life. And they had weekly sessions. And after 30 days had launched their own business, changed their diet, repaired their relationships. It's very profound, but that's because somebody was really, really willing and ready to do the work with business leaders who aren't moving through a major trauma. I don't think there's a need for excessive treatments. I think it's opening a window and a door and like building a toolkit because as we heal, we create that psychological safety. Most of the issues with communication result in as a society, like women and men, we've really wounded each other. We've done a number on one another. And that plays out in the work that plays out in the workplace. We can't separate who we are as humans. So if a female has a male boss and he's just communicating in a way that doesn't feel safe to her, she may go inwards and project and cause drama and all the things that then frustrate the situation versus if the people at the top have really taken on the effort to heal themselves and to extend some tools to their teams, it's from the top down. That's what servant leadership is. We show the way we be the example and be the change. And so that's where my passion for really serving entrepreneurs and business leaders has been born from is that it directly impacts corporate culture. It helps create a culture of psychological safety and it can be much much more accessible and affordable than investing. And it doesn't replace one or the other. You know, there's a lot that goes into changing culture, but even just adding instead of, hey, hey, here's an app where you can meditate on your own. It's like schedule an hour that's guided hypnotic sound bowls and hypnotic meditation. And like, I'll invite your people into that and put those types of things into your culture. So you're, you're walking the talk versus just saying, we care about your holistic wellness. Um, but again, I think there's a disconnect with even offering tools to people and not facilitating the container for said tools. People may or may not take advantage of it. And I think it's an opportunity for leaders to show that they're doing it and then offer it to their teams to really benefit them in their both their personal life and their work life. And time and time again, I've seen the way that people repay people who help them heal is with loyalty and productivity and that directly impacts the bottom line. Well, uh, Nikki, that, that is just so well said. I like I said, I find it extremely fascinating because it, it, it's it's something which, at the, like I said, that organizational behavioral level almost that um, you see a lot of organizations that will say, like you were saying there, we care about your mental well-being or we care about you, you holistically. But again, there are often words which are unmatched with actions and often the leaders don't necessarily espouse that as well. And I, I think that's tremendously Interesting, and, and, and to me, it's about unlocking the almost the hidden potential of organizations and, and the people that are in them by you know, by going through these types of um, uh, you know, healing sessions to to remove some of those blocks. And you know, one of the things that I'm curious on as well is so, uh, like, as a hypothetical situation, if if someone is a um, let's say like, like they're a micromanager and you know they they, they rule through intimidation and fear, um, is, is that person acting that way because of 
things that have happened in, in their in their history is is that someone that um, you know w with with the right type of uh, discussion and healing are those things that can be removed from one psyche absolutely like at the end of the day the simplest way to explain it is hurt people hurt people so control is a reaction to fear and previous like when this has happened and it wasn't in my control I was hurt and I'm going to prevent being hurt by holding on to control as tightly as I can, and then just not seeing clearly how that's playing out and how it's really affecting the people that you're micromanaging and controlling over. And so ultimately, all forms of healing are beautiful. You know, diet is healing, exercise is healing, therapy, traditional talk therapy is healing. But I think that we have to admit as a society, it's not enough or we wouldn't be facing the global mental health crisis that we are. It's just simply isn't enough, our Western medical and our mental health. It's the combining of both Eastern and Western and these ancient, beautiful traditions that are science. They're not super scientifically studied in our country yet. They're becoming so, but there's a huge body of science that go back thousands of years. We just have to dig in and find that and really honor that these things work, those things work. And the combination is super powerful because it, it is my opinion. So take with a boulder of salt, everything can be healed. And I feel like I'm living proof of that. I have complex PTSD and was in uh, an inpatient treatment center at the beginning of last year and discharged medically because I was too close to death to be in treatment um, and sent to a hospital and sent on my way. And it was in result of a recovered memory of a major trauma and I've experienced quite a lot, but that was what really said, I'm going to dive in and like my life is on the line. I have to heal this. I cannot go on with this level of anxiety and panic attack and all of the different things and the way that it's affecting my physical body. And it didn't even take a whole year. I just really dove into these modalities, educating myself, investing in them. And we are the best investment we can make. The healthier and happier we are, the more we affect the world around us. And so I tend to be very open about my story because I'm so passionate about the power of really accessible things like breath and sound doesn't minimize that I had many decades in traditional talk therapy. So I have that toolkit, but that was never creating freedom or a real cure and heal. And that's where I think that we can all come together together with these modalities and absolutely anything it's rooted in fear. It's rooted in typically core wounds, which are, I'm not lovable or I'm not worthy. And so I'm going to control this. So I don't get hurt because I'm not worthy of having better. But when we really sit into the emotions of it and remove some of the stagnant energy, as well as provide tools to create and embody more empowering beliefs, we can free ourselves from these patterns. Nikki, I just I admire your, your inspirational vulnerability and authenticity and, and, and how, how you speak so openly and candidly. And uh, I mean, I think that there's, there's tremendous strength and, and, and beauty in that. And especially like you're saying, I mean, we're at epidemic, not pandemic levels when it, when it comes to mental illness and, and mental health. And um, I mean, you, you, even for myself, I mean, uh, growing up, I, my, my mom still suffers from uh, significant mental illnesses that definitely, you know, shaped and affected my, my own childhood and, and, and um, in terms of the person I, I became today. And I think it's so important that we do share uh, this openly and authentically in order to break those stigmas and, and, and to move that, you know, proverbial needle forward. And um, maybe just two, two final questions I, I wanted to ask you on. So one is in, in Western society, we seem to be more obsessed with treating symptoms rather than focusing on true healing. Um, why, why is that? And you know, what can we do to sort of move people's mindset towards more wholesome healing rather than just symptom treating? Yeah, our Western medical system is really founded on diagnose and prescribe. 
and that's masking symptoms. And then that carries over into emotional health as well. It's okay. You have a mental health disorder. You're feeling these ways. What can we prescribe to mask those symptoms? Not how do we get to the root of it? And you'll still face these issues, but you can have worked through it to a point where, okay, I feel triggered. This is the behavior pattern. These are the emotions that arise in my body. And, and okay, these are the things I need to do. Step away, breathe, whatever we need to do. Um, the why, I'll speak really candidly and I, it is what it is. Profit. It's unfortunately, we have like a total programming with our media and like lobbying powers that be. And there is so much profitability in keeping people sick. And I don't go so far as to say conspiracy theory. That's the intention behind it. But I think having a lens of awareness of the amount of billions of dollars that go into these medications that, that cure or cover the symptoms, all of it, it's, it's the, the systems itself. It's not the people. There's so many beautiful people in all systems that are serving from a place of just wanting to impact humanity with their gifts. But unfortunately, the system is structured to value profitability above people. And I think we as people have to kind of come together and take back some of that power and say, no, we, we value people first. And what can we do to start voting with our wallet? Because at least in, in America, that's how we drive change is we're coming society and that is what it is and it's a beautiful thing for so many i'm an entrepreneur so i'm <laughs> i'm glad that we are but really having a strong line with integrity of i will invest my money in things that i really believe in and i'm willing to put people ahead of profits for sure and i appreciate that answer and i'll certainly delineate as well that i mean uh, and i'm 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 based in canada and you know, we, we have a different medical system here i mean no one is denied medical care here like they are in the us and uh, while our system is certainly flawed um, I'd say it's certainly more geared towards more people than profit, but it's not without its its, its pitfalls. But um, you're absolutely right again in terms of you know, economic incentives, and um, that, that certainly makes sense. And um, my um, my final question is: um, where where can people learn more about you? Uh, for our listeners and viewers who uh, want to um, reach out to you, where's where's some spots where they can uh, find you, uh, have conversations with you? Um, where, where are the best places to to, to find Nikki? Yeah, LinkedIn is best. So Nikki Fielding, N-I-K-K-I-F-I-E-L-D-I-N-G. I I have a team that fields my DMs and will get people through to me, schedule connection calls. I'm also on Instagram and Fielding03. I'm currently rebranding my website. So that is temporarily down, but I'm working with an amazing branding team to get that back up. Um, But in the meantime, just reach out on socials and happy to schedule conversations, um, share some testimonials and outcomes of what's been achieved. And... I'd love to ask you, you know, Dominic, you're kind enough to um, allow me to serve you in a session. So I'd love to understand if we have time for it briefly, kind of what you took from that and anything personally or professionally that resulted in our session. You, 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 t- you took the, the last words out of my mouth there. <laughs> That's always exactly what I was going to go on to. And um, uh, just, just to you know, preface that, uh, you know, as well as um, Nikki was, was kind enough to uh, um, allow me to ha- have a, a session with her. And it was extremely beneficial, you know, you know, for, for for me, especially as an entrepreneur and, you know, um, as a, uh, a father, husband, you know, you have all sorts of things going on in your head. And uh, the level of clarity that I got through Nikki's session was a- a- absolutely wonderful. And, um, you know, I, I definitely would advocate for uh, our, our listeners and viewers to uh, 
to check check you out and, and see what you have to offer. Because like I said, even just even just in that one session, you know, it, it provided me with fairly strong clarity, at least for the uh, uh, the, the week or two. It seems, it seems like it was eons ago, but I don't think it was that long ago. <laughs> but uh, uh, it provided me with, with tremendous clarity in, in the preceding days. And, um, you know, Nikki, I think you, you, you do wonderful work and uh, I appreciate your friendship. You're an amazing human being. Um, you're one of my favorite people to, to, to follow and engage with on, on LinkedIn. So th- thank you for all the good that you do in the world. Thank you for all, all the positive energy you put into the world. And like I said, I, th- I think being able to um, embrace and, and allow people to have a safe spot to explore that healing journey, uh, like I said, especially like I said, through through a, a business lens, I think it's it's an area which has not been looked at uh, in depth. You know, a lot of leaders just, just you know, have that, you know, walk tough, hang tough mentality kind of thing. I think it's so important that we embrace that more human side, you know, speak authentically to ourselves and really embrace that healing journey because ultimately I think that's how we unleash uh, our, our own uh, best versions of ourselves. So, Nikki, thank you for all of the above and thank you again for, for your time today. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to know you, Dominic. I'm, I'm so grateful for social media. It can be, you know, get annoying at sometimes, but it brings <laughs> people like us together. You make true friends. And so I'm truly grateful for that. And thank you for giving me the platform to speak today. Appreciate you. Appreciate your friendship, Nikki. And uh, I'll take a momentary pause and uh, we will come back to wrap up today's episode. Really want to thank Lisa uh, for coming on the podcast today. and also want to uh, thank uh, Holly Hitchcock uh, for uh, connecting me with Lisa. Um, uh, for many of you who don't know, Holly actually has sent us in so many incredible guests over the past few years. Um, so, uh, Holly, I want to give you a special shout out because I don't think I've ever given you a shout out before on the podcast. But thank you, as always, for supporting us and supporting the podcast with such terrific human beings and terrific guests. Um, and, of course, I'd be remiss not to thank our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. If you did happen to to miss a previous episode, do check out the Cybersecurity Matters uh, YouTube page and or check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. Till next time, be well, be safe, and we will see you again on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm-hmm.